0: listening to everyday engineering the city of madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure complex topics explained simply from the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes by way the curbs and streets we design city engineering touches your life in so many ways explained right now in everyday engineering pumpkin spice lattes pumpkin patches pumpkin candles pumpkin carving when it's fall pumpkin is all around us however When the pumpkins are sitting on your front porch rotting after a busy pumpkin season, you could do something more purposeful when it comes to parting from your pumpkins or other yard waste. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, Public Information Officer for the City of Madison Engineering Division. Here to talk about composting and what you can do with your pumpkins this fall is Maddie Dumas. She's Engineering's Greenway Vegetation Coordinator. And also here is Brian Johnson, the Streets Division Public Information Officer. Thank you both for being here. Do you think I could say pumpkin one more time?
1: Just to really hammer it home, I think that would help, yeah.
0: (laughs) We're pumpkin enthusiasts, but we also want to make sure that you know what you're doing with your pumpkins, because a lot of people have pumpkins and don't know really what to do with them. And so uh, anyone listening here, the EPA defines compost as organic material that can be added to soil to help plants grow. Food scraps and yard waste together currently make up more than 28% of what we throw away and should be composted instead. Hmm, so that's quite interesting to chew on. For anyone who doesn't know what composting is, essentially it's when you take organic matter, chop and shred, and place it back on your yard, right?
1: Basically, yeah. We're in, Especially in the city of Madison, if you're going to try composting your food scraps or yard waste on your own in your backyard, say, or in a bin, Um, Having them in an enclosure makes the most sense. Having them in a bin. It can be something as simple as a chicken wire container or they sell like um, these like plastic containers that you can park the stuff into as well. You don't just want to just scatter it loose in your backyard. I wouldn't do anything like that. I would contain it. That way you can help manage it because you have to. Really, your goal is to make certain that the pile of yard waste that you have gets to a certain temperature, to make certain the stuff begins to break down so you can capture those nutrients and get them back into the garden at that point, too. And I want another quick point. Yard waste is something that's banned from landfills in Wisconsin. It's been banned since the 90s. So um, there's still a big portion of what we put in the landfill every year that's still food scraps, but like grass clippings, um, leaves, weeds, none of that stuff really belongs in your um, your trash at all in the Mm. city of Madison or really anywhere in Wisconsin. So choosing those composting things or taking it to a Southeast Division drop-off site to get rid of it that way, that's your best choice.
0: Yeah, and so we will talk about pumpkins more specifically, but with composting... uh... I'm a beginner and if I'm listening to this podcast, hopefully we have some beginners that are interested. So what do we need to know when it comes to beginner composters? Um, I guess, is that even the the term? Would I be a composter or or what would I be if I'm a beginner and what do I need?
1: Compost-a-not I think would be good. (laughs) Oh,
0: oh, okay, I like it, I like it. Maddie, do you have anything you wanna kind of kick us off with beginning uh, to compost?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd first add that if you're lazy like me, uh, you don't even (laughs) need to chop or shred your compost material before you put it on your pile. You can just toss it on. Um, But kind of composting 101, often we talk about greens and browns. Greens are any materials like food scraps that are high in nitrogen. Browns are any material like leaves or shredded paper or wood chips that are high in carbon. Um, And if you want your compost to really break down efficiently into the best, highest quality compost material, you need to keep them in a proper ratio. So again, if you're lazy like me, you just throw everything in a pile and you wait one to two years and you've got beautiful soil. Um, If you want things to move along a little faster, you want to pay attention to that ratio. So, So every time you add food scraps to your pile, You could add a handful of wood chips or a handful of dried leaves or shredded brown paper bags that we're all accumulating so many of in this pandemic. Um, uh, I would also say when it comes to composting, Brian had a good suggestion, put it in a container that can help really with uh, preventing rodents and other pests from getting at your pile or digging through your pile. However, if you're going to really actively manage your pile, you could take on my neighbor's model. He piles everything in one open pile in a corner of his backyard, Mm. and he rototills it every few months. Mm. And uh, turning over your pile like that really helps to add oxygen to the soil, and it allows for tiny little living organisms that require oxygen to get at that compost material and break it down faster.
1: Yep, and keeping it wet, too, or the watering. You don't want to completely soak the pile, too. You want it to be, like, damp, like a wet sponge kind of a thing that's been wrung out about like that. That helps keep the process moving. If you keep it turned, that'll help keep the temperature up. Uh, Other thing, too, before you, like, leap into the composting in the backyard, there are city ordinances that kind of um, guide as to where bins or when piles can be placed and things like that, so make certain that you're following those rules. And managing it correctly, too, because if you manage it wrong, you can wind up with a really smelly compost pile.
0: I was just going to ask, does it smell?
1: Yeah. Um, doesn't it? not necessarily. If you do it right, <laughs> no. Um, uh, but if um, what because what that smell comes from is when things get anaerobic or basically without oxygen. That's where that methane gets generated, and that's when the piles begin to stink. But if you keep it turned, keep it maintained, you shouldn't have a smell problem there at all and by the way maddie you're not a lazy composter you are a patient composter there's a there's a there's a <laughs> big difference you, there. yeah there's not lazy at all That's you know, a...
0: i like that i think this is good um as long as you know we compost together we're happy this is good this is a good community that we can compost in and, and encourage mm-hmm. uh when it comes to managing compost like we kind of touched on that but When it comes to our pumpkins, uh, Maddie, we kind of came across this topic because at the end of each season, we see pumpkins in places in the city that they're really not supposed to be. Where are people putting their pumpkins and kind of explain that and why we don't want that?
2: Yeah, I come across a lot of sad, withering jack o' lantern faces in our <laughs> greenways and retention ponds. Um, and I can certainly understand the idea behind it. You know, maybe people think it's a natural area. I'm returning this. I'm, I'm composting it in a way. Unfortunately, because our retention ponds and greenways are still managed, we often mow them or we are trying to actively encourage native prairie growth. Just smothering that area with, uh, you know, a solid mass of compost like a big heavy pumpkin is not beneficial. Um, Sometimes we even get these things washing into our ponds and greenways and that we really don't want. Um, In addition to pumpkins we see you know sad discarded annuals like mums and Christmas greenery and Christmas trees. So we'd really prefer that you bring those things to the yard waste center or compost them in your yard. And if we do compost our pumpkins are there benefits?
1: yeah well pumpkins are a big nitrogen provider for your pile there too which is a fantastic thing too and really just another way to use those pumpkins at home if you save the seeds, you can grow your own pumpkins again you can almost um you've done this before my backyard too. you're not eating the seeds which is awesome like i love the pepitas (laughs) when you roast them on that but if you have basically if you get the pumpkin you kind of bury it a little bit and fill it full of soil it'll grow pumpkins the next year that's another great way of using it but in your compost pile they're a really good source of nutrient and they're pretty wet too. So they're a good moisture source as well as you're putting it in there. But if you put your pumpkin in there, throw some leaves in there as well or dry grass, grass clipping, something for that brown mixture so you can get there.
0: So what do we do when we have our jack-o'-lanterns um, at the end of you know maybe Halloween? How do we prep them? We can't just put them or bring them somewhere to compost or even bring them to the yard waste site or what have you. You, you can't just... Put them in there with candles and that sort of thing. What do we need to do to prep the pumpkin?
1: Well, you really, um, for those who are using like electrical lights or anything that's inside the pumpkin, get that stuff out of there because it's going to break down. Now, if you're choosing to take the pumpkins to the drop-off site or using the curbside yard waste collection, which is going on this time of year, we need it to be contamination free the best you can. So get those lights out of there get any sort of other candles and things that are like any adornments if you put like pipe cleaners and went really kind of crazy with the pumpkin or something like <laughs> get that off of there because it's just not going to compost right either at the commercial composter that receives the material from the streets division or in your own backyard you're not going to want to try to stir the pile and have the little plastic bits or fin- find the tea candle in the spring or something sure. like that in there get that stuff out of there and um and I do want to make that point too about what to do with these pumpkins, like. The streets division will collect those from the curb as part of this normal yard waste process. The, um, if you go to cityofmadisoncom slash yard waste, there's a brand new system this year for how to pick up yard waste where you have an exact date on when to set the material out for pickup. So plug your address in that form. You'll get three dates. Get your yard waste out on those dates, including your pumpkins and any kind of other sort of yard debris, like corn stalks or hay bales. Get the metal wire off of there. All that stuff can be out there, and our crews will pick that up for that yard waste pickup.
0: It is. It really is quite slick and a nice improvement to that process because you don't want to miss that truck. Um, what else can we compost other than pumpkins? Let's go through that. What can we? What can't we? Who wants to start?
2: Well, pretty much any of your food scraps can be composted with the exception of dairy products and meat products. Um, commercial composters can compost those things, but your home compost pile is not going to get hot enough to really kill off any pathogens or um, prevent you know rats or other critters from getting in there. Um, so coffee grounds are great, tea bags are great. Um, you know shredded paper, as I said, is a good way to add brown material if you don't have dried leaves or dead dried material, yard waste. Um, things you should not compost. Um, again, no meat, no dairy, you know charcoal from your grill. you want to avoid that. Don't pour your baking grease on top of your pile unless you really want rats. Um, oh,
0: <laughs> And we don't want your last night's pork chop on your, on your compost right. pile. That's not going to
2: help your cause. It no. may help, yeah, anyway. That's where
1: the smells would come yeah. from, yeah. You know, <laughs> right. which you do not want in your backyard <laughs>
2: yeah. pile. Right. And then I'll just put in a plug for invasive species. Uh, you can certainly compost some invasive species. If you're pulling garlic mustard when it's in flower and there's no seeds, um, that's a yard waste material that can be added as a, a green material to your compost. Um, if you have something like Japanese knotweed that's a very invasive invasive plant that can resprout from a small section of stem or leaf, that you don't want to compost because it can grow rapidly and spread from your pile. So this, I assume, Brian, would be one of the rare exceptions to the no yard waste in landfills. If you've got something like that that you fully bag up and tie off the bag, you can put that in your garbage.
1: Right, yeah, any sort of, an, um, I think is considered a controlled invasive species if I got the term right from the DNR. So like even like garlic, mustard, Japanese nao any kind of invasive like that is something that's okay in the trash container that'll wind up going to the landfill because we don't want those seeds to spread or that kind of to spread around our environment. So that's fine. But most of the stuff that you're going to have, your your house plants, your leaves, your grass clippings, don't put that in your trash.
0: Okay. And uh, we do have lists of natives and invasive species and all sorts of different sorts of plants and things. If you don't know what those are, in a more common in a more common term, uh, we have that on our engineering website as well. Uh, okay, it was brought to my attention prior to recording to this uh, episode is that we have a master composter uh, sitting at the table with us. We are with uh, one of the greats. Uh, Brian is a master composter. Uh, and he 's oh he 's turning <laughs> bright red right now, uh, no, but this is good because we 're about to talk about what kind of tools we need, and we need to learn from a master so <laughs> Tell us, what do we need, Brian, if we're going to get started on composting? What sort of tools?
1: I mean, really, honestly, I think starting with a bin is your best bet. Even though some bigger people, if you really know what you're doing, I I wish I can't remember a chapter and verse on an ordinance as to that's something that's required or not for our in the city. So I really recommend just starting with a bin. Something as simple as a chicken wire fence and a lid over it. That's fine and that a shovel and some leaves and you're good to go like that's really all you need you don't need a lot of other equipment to really do it I mean if you wanted to get really into the process you can get a thermometer to to pay attention to the temperature to make sure you're killing the pathogens and stuff like that but really if you load up the compost bin that you have you water it you get the mix close as you can to three to one three browns to one green and then over if you turn it at least once about a couple weeks in you'll notice that pile starting to decrease then you're you're on your way like that means it's breaking down like it's supposed to when you're good to go but so you don't necessarily need like a pitchfork you don't necessarily (laughs) need like you don't need the thermometer you don't need all that you don't even really need to buy the um those compost um bins in that the the one that i built in my backyard i had some spare chicken wire fence from a garden i took down so i just made one you know you, you can make it pretty simple um but but, yeah, don't, don't let the gear get in the way of starting to do this if you're interested in doing it because it's a good way to return the nutrients from your kitchen and from your yard back into the soil in your backyard and not having to haul the stuff to the drop-off site all the time or, have, or waiting for those city pickups to come by your house. And you can just manage it yourself and then use it. You don't have to go to the garden store to buy all these fertilizers and things like that. So I
2: will say, if you you want to get fancy, there are some other options. You know, I've got neighbors who have the compost tumblers, which uh, help assist with the turning of your pile so you can compost faster. It's basically a barrel that's turned on its side with a crank so you can turn it around. Um, Some people get really into vermiculture, which is composting by adding worms. You can buy them at your bait shop to a a bin. Um, So it can really become a hobby if you get into it. See, there's some fancy, fancy tools we
0: can go to. Or we can keep it nice and simple, too, which is really nice.
1: For beginners, just keep it. So that's fine. You know, the, the vermicompost, they sell kits and things like that, too. Then you use the worm castings as the compost as well. It's another good way of reducing the 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 food scraps in that in your house
0: okay so then now that you're wondering where does all of this knowledge come from and all of this ideas and these tricks and these tips of composting what are some of the resources you know you're a master composter one more plug for you brian so proud of you this is great now i know if i have a lot of questions other than if maddie's not available in engineering i can always ask brian uh You know, are there classes, what sort of resources, as we wrap up this podcast episode, for anybody listening, if they really want to learn more or be a master composter or really just um, any sort of resources, guides, anything that they can
1: use. The the, the master composter class is something that's offered through UW-Extension. It's something that they've done every other year. And it's sort of like, will it happen the next year or not, sort of up in the air? So just keep your eye on the UW-Extension website to see what kind of classes they offer. It's a two-night class. It's pretty simple, but if they don't offer the class, the manual for the information that you need is still available. At the UW Extension Learning Store, you can actually download the full packet of all the information that you're going to need about how to become a master composter, so all of it's right there for you. There's also just plenty of YouTube videos, and there's all sorts of different rabbit holes you can go down to kind of learn the best way to do it, ways to build the bins. That's also something else that's actually available on the, the Learning Store site are different bin designs and the material that needs to, they can build it in your backyard. And there's, yeah, if you have, even like just you, going to YouTube and searching for how to compost, you can watch videos for days of different people that are doing it and the different strategies you can have.
2: Awesome. Maddie, any other resources, any guides, any, what do you use? Well, I'd point you first to the City of Madison uh, Street's website. They've got great information. <laughs> right, Brian?
1: Master composter, <laughs> but not master of um, it's on my own website, apparently.
2: <laughs> no, no. You, we've been plugging it. We've been plugging it. Lots of info there. Uh, but that's a
0: good start. The website as
2: well. Um, and I was also going to add, if you don't have the space to compost on your own or you don't maybe have the desire, you can uh, hire a composting service to pick up food scraps for you as well. Um, Sometimes they'll even bring the the composted material right back to you after it's been composted and run through a a worm bin, so you get really rich soil for your garden. Um, So that's one more way you can go about composting. Okay, so what we learned
0: in this episode, as we wrap up, is your pumpkins are compostable, which is great, and they have a lot of benefits. Do not throw them in your greenways or retention ponds in the City of Madison. Uh, Make sure you check out cityofmadison.com slash yard waste for knowing when yard waste is picked up with their new tool. And then also other guides and information about composting, which is sort of separate. Uh, And then happy fall. Happy fall, y'all, as they would say on the Internet. Uh, I am wearing my pumpkin sweater for you, and uh, we hope that anybody who's dealing with pumpkins or anything else and wants to um, venture into composting, they now have everything they need. Thank you both for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you want to connect with us on pumpkins or any other topics, click over to the City of Madison's Engineering Facebook and Twitter, uh, the Streets Division website as well, because we're always here for you every day in engineering.